The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hi, friends. Welcome back. I hope that I've caught you on a great week. I hope that you and yours are doing well. We are doing great. We are in the middle of our summer season here. And last week, my husband and I had our 20th wedding anniversary, and we were able to get away for a few days to Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina. We stayed in Asheville and visited Biltmore Estate for the first time. I had never been And it was beautiful. It was breathtaking. I'd been wanting to go for a long time. So that was a special treat for me. And um, and also a treat to have a few days with my husband and enjoy him. And we got back and he immediately the next day jumped on a plane to go to a conference. So when he gets back from that conference, he'll only have a few more days before we all leave and go on our family vacation. So this is the time of year that he can do that. So we try to squeeze all that in, that little bit of time that he has before school starts back next year, because he is a high school principal and a pastor and a father and a husband. So pray for him. But anyway, we are, I'm excited about being back with you today. And the topic that's on my heart today that I want to share with you or talk about is wisdom and specifically walking in wisdom and becoming a woman of wisdom as a mom. And I just, I love talking about this. It's very real and dear to my heart because um, I know what it's like to lack wisdom. I know what it's like when you are hungry for wisdom. And then I know what it's like when God brings his wisdom. And it's not something that we ever attain or, you know, we reach the pinnacle. It's just something we grow in and we walk in as we walk with with the Lord. And so today I wanted to talk about um, how um, I wanted to start with Proverbs 8 and 9. I'm not going to read all of Proverbs 8 and 9. So Um, You can breathe easy, but Proverbs 8 and 9, it personifies wisdom. It talks about wisdom as a person and specifically as a woman. And in in Proverbs 8, it talks about how in the very beginning, when God was creating the earth, wisdom was with him. Wisdom was his constant companion, helping him and enjoying him as he created creation. And then in Proverbs 9, it talks about wisdom as a woman who is fixing her home. She's she's building her house. And I'm going to read just a few verses in that. It's in Proverbs 9. 
And it says here, starting in verse 9, in verse 1, it says, Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also finished her table, furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out in the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. And I do, I like here that wisdom is personified as a woman. And to me, that speaks to me that we as women have a great capacity to walk in wisdom. That God has created us to be women of wisdom, not foolish women, but women who are of understanding. And I want to be that woman. I want to be that person. And I love here where it's she's make she's built her house and she's making her table. She's preparing for her guests. And she sends her maidens out to gather in those who would come in and who would enjoy what she's prepared for them. You know, she's mixed her wine, she's baked her bread, she's set her table, and she wants to share it with someone. And, you know, we are the people that God wants to share his wisdom with. And his wisdom brings life. And as a young mom, there were, and I mentioned this in one of my podcasts, you know, there was a lot of things that were were strange for me, or I didn't understand how to respond to as a mom. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And so a lot of times things would happen and I just, I lacked wisdom, but I did crave understanding. I did want to understand. So I did what I do in every situation where I don't understand what to do. I start reading. I'm a reader. And so I would read the Bible and I would read books on Christian parenting by authors that I trusted. And I gathered all this information because I was determined to figure out this parenting thing, this Christian parenting thing. And um, let me just tell you, the world is full of opinions. There are so many opinions out there. And as I was seeking understanding, which is a good thing, you know, the Bible says that we should seek knowledge, that people, that the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So it's a good thing to seek knowledge and seek understanding. But sometimes we get so much stuff in our head, so much opinion and so much information that we become more confused than we were before. Or at least that was how it worked with me. Because, you know, even with Christian authors and Christian and people who are who are Christian, there's a lot of different opinions in in these areas. And I found where I would have one book would say you should do this. And another book would say you should do the opposite of that. And I'm like, well, you can't do both. And what would really frustrate me would be the ones that would say things like, well, every child is different and you can't treat every child the same. And what you would do for one, you have to do different for another. And I remember thinking, I've got three children And I don't even know one way to raise them. How am I going to figure out three? I just need you to tell me what to do. And 
I just wanted the ABCs. I wanted the one, two, three, this is what you do. And thank the Lord, he didn't work that way. He didn't allow me to figure it out that way. He started dealing with me about wisdom because we can have a lot of knowledge, but wisdom is greater than knowledge. I think of wisdom as applying truth to my everyday life. See, the word of God is truth. Jesus said, my word is truth. But I can know the truth and not know how to live it out. I can know the truth and not know how to put it into practice when I have a screaming child or when I'm so exhausted, I don't feel like I can smile right now or cook supper right now or when I'm so angry that I want to pop. I need not just under not just truth, but I need to know how to apply that truth to this moment right now. And so that is wisdom. Well, one of the things that the Lord started showing me, there's a scripture in 2 Timothy 3. And I'm going to turn there in my Bible and read it to you real quick. But it's 2 Timothy 3. And it's talking about the end times. And Paul was talking to his spiritual son, Timothy. And he says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. He paints a pretty dismal picture, right? He says, it's going to get bad. And he says in verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying its power and from such people turn away. So don't be around those people. And verse 6, he says, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loading down, lo- loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And the Lord started dealing with me. I think in the King James, it says silly women. And he said, these women are always learning and they're never able to come to the to the knowledge of the truth. They're never able to take the, the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding that they have and apply it. And because of that, they're easily deceived by these people who would use them. And he started dealing with me about don't be that person. You know, you are gathering this information and it's good information, but you need to know how to live it out. Not just know it in your head, but how to make it real. And the only way to do that is by faith. The only way to do that is to ask for wisdom, wisdom from God, wisdom from above. It also it says in James, and this is scripture that I'm sure most of you know, it says in James 1, 5 through 6, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it liberally and upbraideth not, and it will be given to him. See, God... He wants us to ask for it. Jesus said, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened. 
And, you know, when my boys were little, they loved to play hide and seek. And there was, there's just something about hide and seek. You know, you don't have to teach a child how to do that. It's just in them. They know how to do it. But I remember my older two were, were, um, were really good at hide and seek. And my younger one, when he was about four, he was two years older, two years younger than the, than the middle child. And they would play hide and seek, and my heart would just go out to him because he could not pick good hiding spots. He would love to hide in the living room behind the drapes. I had these long drapes that went to the floor, and he would love to hide there, and his feet would stick out. And I would always say, honey, don't hide there. Come over here and hide, you know, in this cabinet or or hide behind this couch. And he was like, no, mama, this is where I want to hide. And I figured out after a while, he loved to hide there because he knew that they would find him. He knew his brothers would find him there. And that reminds me of how the Lord is. You know, he hides things just because he wants us to find them. And when we find them, there's great joy in it. And that's what wisdom is like. He wants to give it, but he wants us to seek it. It's not... It's not the same when it's just laying out because it's not as valuable to us. When we seek it and we find it, it's like, oh, this is precious. This is very, this is very good. And, you know, I love it when it talks about Mary in the Bible and how, you know, she would learn things and it said, oh, she pondered those things in her heart. And wisdom is like that. It's like the treasure that we seek. And when we find it, it's valuable to us. So we hide it in our heart. In James, the same book, James 3, it's talking about being careful where you get your wisdom from. I'm going to read that really quick. James 3, verses 15 through 18, it says, well, I'm going to start in verse 13. It says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not come from above, but is earthly and sensual and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, and then it's peaceable and gentle and willing to yield It's full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So he's talking here about, James is talking here about the different kinds of wisdom. You know, there's a wisdom that just comes from experience, from age, hopefully. And there is a wisdom that com- that can come just because you know we're thinking creatures sometimes we can figure things out and um there's a wisdom that comes from the world and there's even demonic wisdom and there's wisdom that comes from our flesh and we have to be careful what kind of wisdom we're walking in god says he gives a wisdom that comes from above and it's pure And you can tell it's from God because it brings forth 
good fruit. It brings forth righteousness and peace. But there's other wisdom. There are other people in this world that would influence us. And it sounds right. It sounds good. But it's not godly wisdom. And we want to seek out and walk in godly wisdom because it brings the fruit of the Spirit. It brings the good things from above. And so as I started reading the Word and getting this wisdom, I started, or getting this knowledge, I started asking, Lord, show me wisdom in this situation. Show me wisdom here. And He would help me. He would drop things into my heart. Instead of doing it that way, why don't you do it this way, Audrey? You know, why do you have to do it that way? Why don't you try to do it this way? And like I said last week, it's not something that was just, bam, here you go. It's little by little, we learn to walk in wisdom. We learn to value God's wisdom. We learn how to take that truth and apply it to this situation right here, right now. You know, sometimes we think of walking with God as some grand scheme. You know, we think of it as, you know, I walk with God and people see me walk with God and they're awed. But, you know, it's not like that at all. You know, we walk with God when nobody sees. and But He sees. And little by little, we are transformed into the image of Christ. And as we are transformed into the image of Christ, our little ones see the image of Christ. And so that's how they learn. They copy. And so as we walk closer to the Lord, they copy us. And that's why we want to walk in the wisdom of God. So they'll have a good example. So I just want to encourage you today to seek the wisdom of God, to read, to study, to grow, but to ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. You know, I love that scripture again in James 1. He says, if any man lacks wisdom, the thing is, in order to ask for wisdom, you have to admit that you lack it. You know, you don't ask for wisdom if you don't think you need it. And so many times I've been in situations where I'm very aware of my lack of wisdom. And that's a wonderful place to be with the Lord. It, that's a humbling place. And when we get to that point where we realize, I really need some help here, He is more than willing to meet us at that place. And I also love the part of that where it says, He upbraideth not in the King James. It says, He upbraideth not. And my Southern translation of that is, he doesn't fuss at you. You know, here in South Carolina, a lot of times we'll say our mamas fuss at you. That means it sounds something like this. How many times have I told you, you ever heard that? You ever said that? <laughs> but you know, God didn't do that. When we lack wisdom and we ask him, he gives it and he upbraideth not. He doesn't fuss at you. He just says, here's your wisdom, honey. Because he promised that if we ask, he would give. If we seek, we would find. And if we knock on the door, he would answer it. And so I'm just so thankful today that this promise always holds true. No matter how long we've been serving the Lord, we all in some area lack wisdom. And all we got to do is knock on his door and he promises it to give it. And we can learn to be women of wisdom. We can be the ones that are setting our table. 
with wisdom. We can be the ones who are making a place for our family to come in and get fed with wisdom. Because as God feeds us, as God teaches us, as we grow, they draw upon us. And they see that example of Christ. And it's a lifetime process. It's not a one-time, three-time, four-time thing. It's a lifetime process. But it's a, it's, it's a beautiful process also. So I hope this has been an encouragement to you today. I truly love you. I'm praying for you guys who are listening in. I be, I'm believing for good things in your home and your heart and in your life. And I want to pray with you before I let you go. Father, I thank you for my friends there today listening. I pray for grace on them. Lord, I thank you that you have more than enough grace for them and for their home and their little ones. And I pray today, God, for wisdom. Lord, you said if any man lacked wisdom, Lord, Lord, we lack wisdom in so many areas, areas we're not even aware of right now. And I ask you, Lord God, that you would give us wisdom in our hearts, in our homes. Lord, I pray that you would drop that wisdom that is pure, that wisdom that's from heaven, Lord, that you would show us how to walk with you, how to grow with you, how to move from being, Lord, that foolish woman, Lord, to be in that woman that is a, that is a stable, stable mom and a stable friend and a stable wife. Lord, I just thank you for grace today. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.